What if Graham Mertz fails? What is the best case, worst case for Wisconsin Badgers quarterbacks this year? We're going to talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Badgers. We got our quarterback preview. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Badgers, making it your first listen every day. I am Ryan Herrings, your host of Lockdown Badgers. This is the show for you every day, covering your team. And we're going to bring Justin Julka into the show, as we often do. And we're talking uh, quarterback preview. So it is really getting to that point in time where we want to break down all the positions. And who better to have on the show than Justin, uh, who is, you know, at times not been the most thrilled with the passing game. So that's this is going to be perfect. That's, that's putting it mildly. Putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> well, listen, let, let's get into it. So I want to break this into a couple segments. I want to start with who's coming back, newcomers, who'd we lose? Obviously, at the quarterback spot, we, we really lost. <clears throat> so I'm just going to run through the depth chart quick, and then we're going to kind of break it up from there. Um, obviously, Graham Mertz, starting quarterback. Chase Wolf, the seniors, uh, backing him up. Deacon Hill, redshirt freshman. And then two newcomers, Miles Burkett, the freshman at Franklin, Wisconsin, who did enroll early, so he was mm-hmm. here for the spring. And Marshall Howe, who's a, a freshman out of Avon, Kentucky, or Connecticut, who I don't think a lot of people know of. Uh, walk He's on. a three-star, wasn't he? Yeah, like low two, <laughs> high three. He's actually got pretty good film for a walk-on. You like mean I, high, high two, low three. High two, low three, yes. <laughs> He's not a high three-star walk-on quarterback. <laughs> uh, but for a walk-on, that. you know, if you watch his film, you can look up Marshall Howe. He's, he's got enough there that I wouldn't say completely write him off. Um, but that that's the depth chart. And really, Burkett and Howe aren't going to factor in this year unless, you know, the Armageddon happens. So it's really Mertz, Wolf, and Deacon Hill um, is, your, is your your three on the depth chart there. How do you feel about – I want to start here because I think we're going to get into Mertz a lot, Justin. <laughs> is Chase Wolf the backup this entire year, or do you think Deacon Hill can push him out of that spot? Oh, man. I'd like to say yes, but based off of what we're hearing coming out of camp, I, I don't believe so. Um, especially, it sounds like Wolf actually had a really good day the other day. Mm-hmm. Now, I really temper expectations because he's one of those guys where I feel like one day he can throw seven touchdowns in, in practice and the next he can come out and throw like one touchdown and six picks. Um, he just takes a lot of unnecessary risks with the football at times. So, I honestly don't feel like he's a guy that the staff is in love with if they have to put somebody in. Um, so I think that there is room for Deacon to push. And if he proves that he'll take care of the football, that's clearly valued more than playmaking with, with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's definitely an opportunity there for him. So I feel like he's got, there will be a chance if he can put it together in practice. Yep. No, I, I agree with that. I, I, don't think Chase Wolf is entrenched as a backup just because he's never really been able to push Mertz in, in the limited experience. He's turned the ball over and Deacon Hill's got that cannon arm that we've heard about, right? He's got a carrying skill that I don't think Chase Wolf really has. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's just really quickly. And we don't want to spend too much time on this because it's not a fun trip, but let's just remember, you know, last year, right? So let's revisit what happened. You know, Graham Mertz, 59% completion percentage, 1900 yards, 10 touchdowns, 11 picks, right? Just, uh, a terrible season. Um, really, really terrible. It was like 92 or 93 in the country in QBR, if I recall. Yeah. I think you can make a – and we've done this before. We've talked about it. Statistically, you can make a argument. He was the worst quarterback in the Big Ten. 
Like in the quarterback that had enough. There was reps parts of the on. year where he was the worst quarterback in the country, and that's not a hyperbole. For the yeah. after the first three or four games, he was legitimately in that area for the worst. And when you, especially when you take into account the pick sixes, so he got yes. better as the season went on. But we also had weaker, weaker opponents. So it's, it's something I really want to temper expectations because there's people that acted like things really turned with him as the season went on. And to me, if you take out that Rutgers game, it it wasn't a significant change. Like I mean, he he didn't throw as many picks, but it's not like we were productive in the passing. Right. You're you're really talking that middle part of the season, right? Yeah. Where he he kind of looked like he turned it around, but. To your point, like you're, you got to look at the totality. You're not as bad as your worst moments. You're not as good as your your best moments, yeah. right? So you got to average it out. And when you average it out, that's what the season to, season statistics are, right? It's mm-hmm. a, that's what he did over the year: 10, 10 touchdowns, eleven picks, fifty nine mm-hmm. percent completion percentage. So what you have is a guy that's not completing a lot of passes and still throwing a lot of picks, right? It's yeah. this worst combination of both ends because a lot of times it's the gunslinger who's pushing the ball yeah. downfield, but he's he's turning up. We had neither. And that's, right? yeah, we were, we were throwing basically 10 yards and in for most of the mm-hmm. season. And we were still, a, he was still a turnover machine. Right. So yeah, but we probably mitigated of some worlds. of it because we were so conservative with the passing game that we, we limited some of it, but it, it really hurt the offense. Like, I mean, th- there's no other way to put it that the passing game being so conservative last year probably cost Wisconsin two to three wins. Like mm-hmm. it just wasn't, there was nothing there to lean on to balance things out and to keep defenses on their heels. And it, it put a ton of pressure on the offensive line and the running game. What if, so he, I'm not going to do this for most positions, but I think quarterback is unique um, with Bobby Ingram, new coaching coming in. Like how much more confident are you just with that shift? Primarily not even Bobby Ingram coming in more mm-hmm. Paul Christ <laughs> kind of taking a step back. I think we needed to freshen things up. I think it's hard to really look at this and know how much really needed to be done. I There's a lot of people, I mean, you and I have discussed this a lot before. You're kind of on the same view as, it, as I am, which is that, yes, we needed to change the scheme somewhat, but there's also a huge talent deficit right now at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about physical traits all we want, but the, the talent, the true talent there is production. If you're talented, you put up numbers. And right now, we're not doing that at that particular position, and that's something that has to change. And that's why looking into the season, the way I kind of look at it is, if we want to have a a really good season, I don't care about efficiency as much as I care about productivity. Like, we need to be more productive at that position. Right. No, I agree. What is there any scenario here? And I think I know your answer. Is there any scenario where Mertz gets benched? Not he, he, he gets hurt and loses the job where he gets benched. I, I think so. I, I think wow. that's a possibility. Um, okay. He, what has he shown us in the course of now almost, this will be his third season starting that has proven that he's got a lock on that position other than no, people it, telling us that he's got a lock at that position. Is it time? Here's, here's another one, right? So I disagree with you, by the way, I don't think, I think it's as much. I think it's as much a, an indi- uh, uh, knock on the depth at the quarterback spot that he's not going to get replaced, no matter what. Um, but it's also, I just don't think this is the coaching staff that is going to pull a multi-year starter. 
barring barring injury. Well, at some point you have to look at it then as I what you're doing in the best interest of the team. Because if he if your quarterback is playing as poorly as he played to start the last season, like then you have to pull him. Like even if it's just a hey, wake up, you have to bench that guy and say, You're not do you're you need to get your head right. You're not helping us. In fact, everyone else is busting their butt and you're a detriment. And that's that's really where the concern lies there. And that's that's how I look at it from the standpoint. I don't think anybody realistically is unbenchable, but you have to take it into context. Well, if somebody is consistently playing poorly, and we've we've said this about numerous players before that, you know, we've had special teams positions and stuff like that before that we've we've talked about this before, where it's like what, what are you hurting? Like if a quarterback, you have all these talking heads in the, in the press that will sit there and say, well, every, it looks like he's far and away better than everybody else. Well, how bad could the next guy be? If you have somebody that throws Here. three picks and fumbles right. and, and is giving pick sixes, like, are, are they throwing the ball in the wrong direction? Like how Careful bad are they legitimately? We don't know, but we we've well, listen. We have seen we Mertz, don't, though in limited but, or not Mertz. We've seen Wolf in limited action. Like that dude does not take care of the football, right? He doesn't. He he does not. I mean, there's an, there's an argument to be made that we have seen him in such a small sample size that we don't know if there'd be growth. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Now, that's fair, but we, what we've seen so far hasn't been good. So it yeah, leads us I, to believe that you're playing the lesser of two evils. I right think now. that's what it is, and I don't think I don't think there's any scenario to be honest. Just with with his experience, the lack of experience behind him, where he gets benched, barring injury. Uh, but we'll see. You know, coming up, we're going to talk a little uh, best case, worst case with this position. Like, what what is the realistic good, and what is the terrifyingly realistic bad that could happen this year with the quarterback spot? We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers. First, a uh, message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You know, it's one of the situations you're hanging out with just some friends, you're putting back a few drinks. You know, a few becomes a few too many um, as the evening comes to an end. People start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, but nah, you're good. You live nearby, no big deal. You can make it home okay, no big deal. Uh, what are the odds you're going to get pulled over? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, lose your license, lose your job, total your car, or you could kill somebody. Everybody knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic, often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Badgers, making this one of your first listens every day. This is where we cover your team every day. Really do appreciate everyone tuning in. We're going to continue the quarterback preview get Justin back on. Let's do some best case, worst case. Let's let's start optimistically. Okay. And this is realistic best case, worst case. And we're not talking injury, right? Obviously right. the worst case for every position is someone gets hurt, but best case, Bobby Ingram's in the offense lines better. Graham Mertz is more comfortable, whatever it is. What's the realistic ceiling for Mertz this season? If I'm going to say what I expect and people who think that he can be cone, I, I don't see it. I don't see him getting the to a 2019 type season this year. Number one, we're not hearing that type of talk out of camp where he's far and away the best. Um, I think that he's the most comfortable, but I don't think that he's lighting it up uh, to the point where they're saying, well, you know, he's a lock. 
I mean, we're kind we're kind of hearing that, but that's because we're we're not really seeing much from the guys behind it all. Um, the way I kind of look at it is, if I had to guess, I I would say a good season from him probably would be towards the ceiling this year. 15, 16 touch. It's going to be like a Tolzien stat line without the efficiency. So you're looking at like 16 touchdowns, nine picks, and probably 24 to 2,500 yards, which wow, is a step in the right direction. But it's, it's a step in the right direction. That's a low ceiling, 16 touchdowns, nine picks. As, it as is. A I, I, ceiling. <laughs> like that is a low bar, Justin. I, listen, that is a huge step forward for him mm-hmm. compared to what we've seen the last couple of years. If he gets the completion percentage up a little bit and the third down efficiency comes back for this team, I, I'm I'm tempering my expectations for what I expect from the quarterback position. Because until oh, he proves that he can go out and light it up, I think that this is more in line with what he is. No, I think that's really fair, too. Um, you know, in, I, in my previous show to this one, I did one where I was pretty high on the passing game just based on some of the, the things I've heard and based on some of the changes. with And that – that's a reflection of, I think the offensive lines can be better. The receivers are going to be better. The running backs are going to be better. Right. So that's a reflection. Bobby Ingram's here. That's a reflection of a lot of things around Mertz, you know, but I did have someone step into the YouTube comments and say, listen, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I forget. Uh, I apologize to whoever's listening. I don't have the name in front of me, but they said, I need to see it. I don't care anymore about any, any noise, any um, superlatives. I need to see it. And so I think that point is incredibly fair. I still think the ceiling, like the realistic ceiling is to me is higher than 16, 17 touchdowns. Like I think he can be with a better offensive cast around a better play calling. I think he could be a 20 touchdown guy. I think that is a realistic ceiling for this season. Well, I mean, a lot of this will come down to what the, how loose the rope is on him. Mm -hmm. Because if we start, if he plays poorly and they start to lock him down again, the stats aren't going to be there. To be fair, he threw a lot last year and the stats weren't there. So mm-hmm. there was opportunity for him to have a good stat line. He, he just wasn't productive. And that's that's my fear. Now, I am open to it. I want him to play awesome. I would love him to go ball out and have close to 30 touchdowns. That would be amazing. I would be I would be super excited. But we're not hearing that he's having that kind of camp. And that's that's the thing that makes me leery of it that he's lighting it up or that the offense is at least on par with the defense. And we've seen that in years. We had Stave years where, where they would talk about like, yeah, today the, the offense won it. And why was that? Because Stave would typically knew what play, what play to do, where to throw it. And the biggest knock on him was inconsistency. Like he could have really good games. He could have really poor games. You but know I'm was, a Stave guy. Yeah. I, we, listen, we, we did a great job with him. I mean, that's a guy that caught on to an NFL practice squad. As a walk-on quarterback who, yeah, he was limited on physical tools a little bit. But there's is there anybody here that wouldn't take him over Mertz right now? I would – in a heartbeat, I would stop. Oof. Yeah, I mean, based on production, you almost have to. Although, listen, Stave had his own – He ran the offense cleaner too. too. He did. He did. He did. But I, 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 I trusted a, him to move up ball way more than I than I trust. He was really good in clutch moments for some reason. Joel Stave, like he was, he was very good down the stretch of games. Um, the Iowa run. Yeah, like <laughs> he listen. He had a clutch gene in him, which great quarterbacks do. Not that well, he's not a great quarterback, but you know, good quarterbacks have a clutch gene yeah. in him. Um, let, let me ask you this though, because you talk about practice reports, you talk about Mertz, you know, not not necessarily getting people aren't saying that he's lighting it up. This has also been a super salty defense for 
you know, Stave wasn't going against. I, I agree with that. It's going to get easier, and this is where harder. this is yeah. where when my when I talk about the ceiling that I put out there for him, where this could get blown out of the water right after the first three games, if the if they let give him rope in the first three games and we throw a lot, there's a chance he could have nine touchdowns going into the fourth game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible he and, lights it up the first three weeks, and yeah. we're we're just beating on overmatched opponents. I was going to say he's going to have nine touchdowns in those first three and nine after the first four, right? Because we're not – I'm just so beaten down by Ohio State at this point. I don't even I don't even know what we do. But Are you but, saying that he's going to have nine touchdowns and nine picks after game I'm saying four? I'm saying that Ohio State game may, may even out some stats for a lot of yeah. a lot of Badger players. Um, oh, yeah. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. So let, that's, I think, a really good point you leaned into. I think those first three games are incredibly important, and they're incredibly important for things that – in the past, Paul Chris has been totally content with playing a lesser team and running the ball 60 times and just leaning on them. I think you have to throw to build some rhythm and confidence in this past game. And those oh, yeah. first three games are a great opportunity to do it. And I'll be really ticked off if Chris doesn't well, take that opportunity. And this brings up one of the greater points that, that was brought up about the offense, and that is that Bobby Ingram is the one making the play calling. Now, how much flexibility he's going to be given, how much, you know, power he's going to be given to run it based off of his aggressiveness versus what Paul is will will kind of probably tell us how the season will go because if he's aggressive and he's attacking we can have the offense could be night and day this year like that's the thing plays are being run in practice we have no idea what the mindset is players the mindset makes it nuts. It's a, it's not going to be air raid. But, it's not, but, but I love I love that we're hearing something different. Like it's but not aggressive be air play raid. calling versus conservative play calling makes a huge difference in terms of right. how the defense reacts to you. Right. Well, here's here's what I'm curious about. Like I think I think Bobby Ingram is going to have um, freedom to to call a lot of plays and, and make decisions, right? But mm-hmm. I'm worried that Paul Chris is going to box him in situationally, right? Like and, hey, that, and is, I think that will happen. Like, I, I have the no ball, doubt about the ball that. Here. And then we're, we're in a major moment in the game, and I could see him being the voice of reason or whatever. Now, I would love for Bobby to be able to say, hey, I'm confident in this play. Let me roll with this. And hopefully they have that type of relationship because that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I But I think that that is kind of what we need to find out this year. We'll, it will tell us a lot situationally this for year sure. as to what Paul, how much trust Paul has in, in Bobby Ingram. For sure. All right, no, I think that's good. Let's coming up. We're gonna grade the position. How? What is the position at right now, and what is the we, future we, grade? We we need to talk about the uh, what is the the worst case scenario too. Oh uh, yeah, that's a great point. I I, almost, <laughs> I think I almost blanked that from my brain. Um, I don't think you want to see how negative I'll go. <laughs> so let's do this. Yeah, let, let's jump it in. Now that's a great point. I got off track on that. Realistic worst case again, not not including any potential injury. Um, worst case for the passing game. In general, do you want me to go Mertz or or the quarterback position? No, quarterback position. Yeah. Okay. That... Worst case scenario, Mertz gets injured first couple of games. You're already ignoring my rules. No injuries. Okay, no, no injuries. injuries. All right. Is ineffective after the first three games and it gets pulled against Ohio State. They put in in uh, Wolf, who's also ineffective, and Deacon Hill ends up out there too early. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's – I mean, it could happen. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. Kind of, if it did, I think they will avoid going to Deacon unless they feel he's ready at at all costs. But I, nothing would surprise me if those two guys are ineffective. 
Yeah, that is a nightmare scenario, right? If they mm-hmm. feel like they have to pivot from from Graham Mertz, mm-hmm. because I don't think Wolf is is a good enough player, and I don't think Deacon Hill's ready. Yeah, which is which reinforces the point, though. I don't think they'll go away from Mertz almost no matter what, because they didn't last year, right? And he was yeah. Right? Well, that's the thing. It's like at some point you have to try something different, right? Because if if you're just if if that's what the ceiling is, that's what the ceiling is. Like, stop fooling yourself. If it's not getting better, change. You have to change something. And that's the spot that's causing the problem. Yeah, I'm going to so, piggyback off you here because I, th- I think realistic worst case is last year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really think that is, and that's not implausible. Like that's the yeah. realistic worst. We saw it for an entire season. You get another year where he's not efficient. The passing game is not efficient. Mertz isn't efficient. The depth isn't there to push him, and he throws more interceptions mm-hmm. and touchdowns. And because of that, the the coaching staff gets crazy conservative. We run the ball a ton. I think that's the worst case. I think it's a repeat of last year. And I, I don't think that's – you can't write that off, even though I don't think that's going to There's happen. a greater than 50% chance right now that I say, I think that that's the outcome. Now, oh, I no, I'm, I'm not that low on it. Well, but I, 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 I say that that is the history that we've seen. So, to mm-hmm. me, it, I'm not saying it's a lot. It's not much over 50%, but it is realistically probably the most likely outcome. Now, there's a chance that he takes a big step forward. I would I would say that – you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle, but the changes that we've made, it's going to really come down to Graham here and how much he's developing. We're going to find out this season how much of this was scheme and how much of this was Graham Mertz because yeah. it was we clearly learned it's not the wide receivers after both of them blew up in, in uh, preseason good. games in the NFL. Yeah, they look good. And even, even as long shots to make the 53 yeah. man, like if you can hang in pre, like those are, those are legit things like markers on a player. If you can hang in preseason, oh, yeah. if you're pushing well, to make a roster, yeah. then that's that means that you somewhat belong at the NFL level. You're, it you also should, means you were you should definitely, be a good college player, right? It means you were definitely not the problem in D1 yeah. football. Um, yeah. No, I agree. All right, coming up, we're gonna do a little grading on this. Uh, what's the quarterback grade for this position right now, and what is it going forward in the future, looking down the scope with the depth chart and recruiting? We're gonna get into that next on Lockdown Badgers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Lockdown Badgers, making it one of your first listens every day. Really, really do appreciate it. we got Justin Joke on the show, quarterback preview, your show, your team every single day. And let's do it, man. I want to I do this for all the positions. It's going to be, you know, if, if anyone follows baseball, prospects get a present grade and a future grade. Like maybe it's a 35-hit tool, but his future hit tool they think is going to be a 55-60 for baseball nerds out there. So I kind of want to do that in a way with our positions. What would you grade the position right now for this season, Justin? And then we're going to get into a future grade in our next little chunk here. Based off what we've seen, I would grade the position currently a D. Now, I do think that the grade going forward potentially goes up, but there's a lot of changes that have to take effect. Like we, one of these guys has to be a hit. Burkett or or Hill has to be capable of being a multi-year starter, and they have to show that they're talented enough to be a plus player for Wisconsin. So you're going D for this season. Let, let's for this let's... season. Based off of what I've seen coming into this season, that's where I put us at. Yeah. By the end of the season, it could it could be a you know C plus, B minus, B. You know, it really depends on if we see a complete change from what we've seen so far. I don't as you said, what we've seen the baseline for Mertz we know that behind him there's nobody they feel comfortable with. We have to grade that based off of that. So his play at yep. this point has been well below average, and we need to see 
if he's not going to be the answer, somebody prove that they're better than that in order for that grade to move up. I actually think you're a little kind on your grade. To be honest, I, I I'm being honest. I, I I didn't want to be a totally no, put us at an you, F. Man. Yeah, but, I, honestly, but like that's kind like, of what where my mind is overall I think, for this. I'm trying to be conservative with my and give some respect to the fact that there's there's opportunity for things to be better. So I would say if we're looking at it right now going into this year, I, I almost have to say D minus F plus. There's no F pluses, but like yeah. We're, we're very realistic. And I, I've said on the show several times, like, I think it's going to be better. So I think my end grade this year, but I got to see it a little bit too. Yeah. But we are realistically talking about a quarterback who was probably, again, one of the worst in the Big Ten last year. And no real I'm depth guess behind that him. he had so, the worst quarterback rating of anyone in Power 5. I mean, it's it's bad, right? Like, so I think the grade, the present day grade coming into this year it's bad. It's got to be like a team. And nobody, yeah. nobody was. And he's not being challenged. That's the. That's other part. the other reason it's a low grade because the the coaching staff could have brought in a transfer mm-hmm. to at least provide depth, right? To at least challenge him a little bit. Yeah. You know, so nobody was brought in in the offseason to a quarterback room that was already light and that was very unproductive. I think I think the present day grade is a D minus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only say D minus because I do I do think Mertz hasn't had the best system built around him like he's Mm -hmm. i don't like what we've done with offensive coordinators quarterback coaches so i think there's upside there which is why i don't think it's a complete failure uh let's talk grade going forward uh looking at everybody on the depth chart multiple year players that are available recruiting however it's going this year where would you put the present day future grade well let's let's start with this who who i want to ask you who do you think is most likely out of guys on the roster to be starting next year remertz See, I don't, I don't think that you can. If he, if he has another season like he did this last season, regardless of which, you have so to, you have to go another direction. I don't think he's gonna have a bad no. year, and that's 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 fair. So it's it's, but I, I I'm, he, I'm going based off the information I have to this point. So I, if I'm gonna say that if he does not show significant growth, I think it's gonna be either Hill or Burkett, and for whatever reason, Burkett, I think from a gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. standpoint is the guy I feel is most likely to be hey it clicks and he just runs the offense the way they want mm-hmm. so he's one of those guys where I feel like he'll do the things to be efficient as running the offense now I can't give a high grade based off of how this recruiting cycle has gone which has been an absolute nightmare yeah and when I start looking at guys who who are being rated at roughly an 80 by 247 which I mean there are that's like you know 170th quarterback in the country or type you know a scott tolzine territory yes. uh-huh. you got to be looking uh-huh. at guys i mean if you're going to take a flyer and i've said this from the beginning quarterback is such a low hit rate look for the physical tools and if the guy's not showing it mentally hope that you can develop the mental side because most of these guys that look like they have the mental capability don't do it at the at the ncaa level either so right you're better off getting the physical tools of a guy who can run and has a big arm, but maybe hasn't put it together and hope that it clicks mentally. Then, then go after the guy who's mentally, but has some shortcomings with some of the physical tools and then it doesn't click. And now you have a guy who's limited physically and also doesn't have the brain to do what you want him to do. And we've, we've certainly seen that play out in Mm -hmm. several different variations. Um, I I would say, I think the future quarterback grade, looking at the roster over the next several years, I'm going to call it a C. Like I, I don't think it, what's happened in this year's cycle is pretty bad. I do like Miles Burkett and Deacon Hill. Um, 
I think C minus. Like it's just it's just a, a position that there's no here's what it, here's where the problem is. There's nobody behind Mertz where you can point at and say, I really think he's the answer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a bunch of question marks, which well, could work the, out, it, by the way. Well, yeah. But they could also we there's not a lot of pedigree there. It worries me. Again, I've talked about it. I'm not gonna harp on it. It worries me that Deacon Hill came into spring camp overweight. I don't love that. I think it's a red flag. Well, it's not even that necessarily for me. I realize he's a young quarterback, but the fact Mertz was so poor last year and that Deacon is not challenging him at this point, given what we saw last year, gives me pause. Because it's like, how bad are you guys that, you know, he played this poorly and you're just, you don't have the right. plays locked down. Because it's like, we've seen what what average is. Like, Stave was average. He was a guy that had, that ran the offense. There was no frills. It was, this is the play I'm going to go out there, and this is where the ball's supposed to go. And he understood that. And we don't have that right now. We like would guy that just, Oh, yeah. We, we would love to have. Like, last year we probably win 10, 11 games if we have a guy who could be average. Well, we certainly beat Penn State, right? That, yeah. we, we absolutely beat Penn State. I don't think we beat Notre – I don't know, but – we definitely would have been better. We would have yeah. beat Penn State. That's the game sure. changes completely if you're if you're able to mm-hmm. competently run offense against Notre Dame. So it's it's hard to. Who say. knows? But we would have. It wouldn't have been a thirty point yeah. beat down in the fourth. It would. It would definitely wouldn't have been a blowout. You know. So I I still need a grade from you though. Looking at him over the next three four oh, years, man, three four years. Can I say I, I'm I'm going to stay with a D next year and then jump up to a C? Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that's about where I'm at. You know, I think I think you can look. And not and look look at uh, Deacon Hill and Miles Perquet and say, you know, I could see either of those guys succeeding. Yeah, you know that wouldn't shock me at all. We just don't it, know. It, yeah, it doesn't. And what what we need to see is we need to hear things that are showing that those guys are growing, and mm-hmm. that's what we haven't seen at this point. So mm-hmm. at, out of any of truly any of them, like we've heard that Mertz looks better this year than he did last year, but we need to hear that the growth is there and that the right plays are being made consistently. Would have loved to transfer quarterback this offseason. Yeah. Let me tell you. I was begging right. for one. Oh, somebody <laughs> somebody that had some experience that could step in. But mm-hmm. alas, it is uh, not going to happen. It did not happen. So that is the quarterback preview, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, some rough grades from myself and Justin. Uh, but I think this. I think it is what it is. More previews coming up. Better, more, uh, yeah. more positive grades coming up in yes. our, our following positional previews. As we yeah, get let's do defense. <laughs> defense, running back. Like, there's some good stuff coming up. Um, and we certainly both think quarterback could potentially be better this year. So yeah. we're going to keep talking about it. Football season's coming up. I want to thank everyone for listening to Lockdown Badgers, making it one of your first listens every single day. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, when you're done here, go check out Lockdown Big Ten. Get all the latest news from around the conference as the season comes up. And with that, You know, tons of good content coming up. Appreciate Justin stopping by as always, and we'll continue talking to you guys on Wisconsin.